I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. This is a very special and historic edition of the Midas Touch podcast that is taking place during our regular hours. But we are, of course, starting it early because of the historic news. June 8th, 2023. Donald Trump announced on his social media platform that he has been indicted by special counsel Jack Smith and the Department of Justice, that he has been ordered to appear in a Miami federal courthouse next Tuesday at 3 p.m. This has been confirmed by CNN, by NBC, by our sources that an indictment of Donald Trump by special counsel Jack Smith has indeed taken place, that special counsel Jack Smith and his team have informed Donald Trump and Donald Trump's legal team that the grand jury has voted to indict. What we are hearing now is that it is a seven-count indictment that is from the reporting by CNN and others. We will, of course, keep you updated as we learn more on this edition of the Midas Touch podcast and as we work our own sources here on the Midas Touch network. I want to bring in my brothers, Brett and Jordy Micellis. We were preparing for a historic episode, of course, of the Midas Touch podcast because there were a lot of big updates. We were, of course, going to report on the target letter that uh, special counsel Jack Smith sent to Donald Trump's legal team, informing Donald Trump that he was officially a target of the federal investigation. We were going to talk about Mark Meadows' potential cooperation. But of course, all of that news, I guess pun intended, has been trumped by the indictment of Donald Trump by special counsel Jack Smith. Let us pull up the post that Donald Trump made announcing what had taken place. But I do want to also say that this is being confirmed by CNN, by NBC. We believe it to be a seven-count indictment. We believe that the indictment is coming from the federal courthouse in the Southern District of Florida, Miami Division. So even though I'm just reading Donald Trump's post, which he frequently lies on, I would say he almost <laughs> always lies on, this is being confirmed by multiple sources, by multiple credible media entities, as well as from our own sources. And if anything changes, we will, of course, let you know, but a seven-count indictment of Donald Trump from the Southern District of Florida with uh, Donald Trump apparently being ordered to appear uh, in federal court next week uh, to face the federal court. Let me read for you what Donald Trump posted. Uh, page one, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax. Even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania, and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette, and which is, quote, secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. Page two, I have been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami 
On Tuesday at 3 p.m., I never thought it possible that such a thing could happen to a former president of the United States who received far more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country and is currently leading by far all candidates, both Democrat and Republican, in polls of the 2024 presidential election. Then he puts this in caps. I am an innocent man. Actually, you, you lost to you lost to President Biden, complete liar. Page three, this is indeed a dark day for the United States of America. We are a country in serious and rapid decline, but together we will make America great again. And because, of course, Donald Trump is ultimately everything about projection. What is key to remember is that this is a historic day for all of the right reasons where no one is above our justice system, not even the criminal traitor, former president in Donald Trump, who disgraced that office every single day and disgraces our mm -hmm. country. But Brett and Jordy, I want to hear from you about this truly historic news and to all the Midas mighty out there who have been waiting for this day waiting for justice, waiting for law and order to matter to you, I say, welcome to the Midas Touch podcast. Yeah, welcome to this very special edition of the Midas Touch podcast. Of course, we prepared an entire show for you that we now have to throw away due to this absolutely. I want to throw it all away. But I guess Trump was not exactly on the up and up, not being too honest when he panic tweeted uh, yesterday that he was actually not a target of the investigation and was not informed that he was a target of the investigation. One of the things you'll notice about our coverage today as we get more information in is is that we're not going to treat this as some sad day in American history. We view justice as a good thing in this nation. And the fact that Donald Trump has been criminally indicted out of Florida by the Department of Justice, that is a good thing. And we should all be celebrating that the rule of mm -hmm. law is being upheld. Absolutely historic. I can confirm that our Midas Touch sources are all right now in Ooh. agreement that it is a seven count indictment out there for Donald Trump. Trump himself is saying that he has to turn himself in for the arraignment. He is meeting at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. So we will continue to keep you updated with this absolutely historic news, this historic day for the United States of America. Um, for those who have been following us on our reporting, we have been reporting that the indictment could come as early as this week. Uh, so I don't think it's too much of a shock for those who follow our coverage that it actually happened. If you remember our coverage of the Manhattan prosecution as well and indictments, uh, you know, we, we, we seem to be pretty good at, at following and tracking these things. So I want to thank the viewers also for following us and for entrusting us uh, for all the coverage on all things Trump indictments here. Uh, Jordy, it is so great to see you on this historic day. Happy indictment day in America. How are you feeling? Lock him up. Indictment season is here. Let's go. I mean, seriously, you you summed it up perfectly right there, Brett, because there's going to be a lot of hot takes coming out of the news cycle and the news circuit over these next few hours, over these next couple of days. And you'll get people that go on any channel and you'll see some people be like, this is a sad day 
for America. No, it's not. You look at those people, you say, shame, shame on you. There's nothing sad about holding criminals accountable for the criminality. We celebrate that here at the network. The Midas Mighty celebrates that. And Americans at large celebrate holding criminals accountable for criminal behavior. And so Joey, I'm excited. I'm, I'm grinning from ear to ear to start this show. I think I'll be smiling the entire episode. And I'm just happy to be here with y'all and the Midas Mighty and the brothers. Let's go. Let's go. And I want to uh, follow up with some reporting from Hugo Lowell. Hugo Lowell at The Guardian. Need to give a huge shout out to Hugo Lowell. Hugo does great work. Doing absolutely incredible reporting on the indictments. Hugo Lowell is now confirming per one of his sources that Trump has been indicted on willful retention of national security material, obstruction, and conspiracy. That is big news. And you will see in Donald Trump's deranged tantrums where he tries to make the false equivalency between what he did and mm -hmm. what President Biden mm -hmm. did and what Pence did. You're going to see the reasons. I mean, we all know the reasons from anybody who's followed this saga of why Donald Trump is being indicted for this and why somebody like Mike Pence charges were not followed up on and why President Biden will likely follow the same path as Mike Pence there. Trump with his willful retention of the documents, his mishandling of the documents, his obstruction of justice. Donald Trump created this problem and then he made it worse for himself. Had Donald Trump just complied in the very beginning of this investigation, had he just said, I made a mistake, here, take the documents back, search my place, it's all yours. We may have never had to come to this moment in time. But Donald Trump being the narcissist he is, Donald Trump being the criminal he is, Donald Trump probably using these documents for nefarious purposes, as a lot of the reporting has implied, has backed himself into a corner and has continuously made things worse, has laid, has made his legal nightmare that much worse. Donald Trump in big, big trouble at this moment in time. We talk about obstruction of justice. We're talking about a 20-year prison sentence. When we talk about the willful retention of documents, we're talking between five and 10 years. I want to learn more about the conspiracy charge as well, but we're also probably talking between 10 and 20 years in prison. So um, with all of these charges, what we are talking about here is, and again, um, for anybody at anybody's age, we'll just say this would be essentially a life sentence if he is convicted of all of these charges that we are learning about now. And Brett, you mentioned the great reporting of Hugo Lowell at The Guardian, who has been uh, just uh, incredible um, in all of the reporting relating to frankly, everything Donald Trump, everything national security, but especially regarding special counsel Jack Smith's uh, ongoing criminal investigation. And now the criminal charges are brought. But Hugo Lowell says, new confirming per source familiar, Trump has been indicted in the Mar-a-Lago docs case on willful retention of national security material, obstruction and conspiracy. Um, this has also now been confirmed on Fox. First video I want to show you is one of Donald Trump's lawyers, Alina Haba, who, Alina Haba, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> you are likely being looked into as well. 
because of course we know that Alina Haba was in the room. She was at the crime scene. But these Donald Trump lawyers have made an already uh, criminal situation that he found himself in because he is a criminal, because he engaged in these crimes. They have even made it even worse, or he just can't be represented by any counsel and is incapable of it. But let me show you Alina Haba, who is a disgrace to the legal profession in general. She had already been sanctioned in the Southern District of Florida, basically $1 million for filing frivolous lawsuits with Donald Trump. Let's look at the idiotic statement that she just gave to Fox. Play this clip. Confirm the counts. I wouldn't speak to that. I, I can tell you this. Every single time there is an investigation that comes to fruition against the Biden corrupt family, every single time. Right now we have Comb, uh, Ray, who's being held in contempt because he won't share documents. Every single time there is a coordinated dance that is becoming obvious to the American people because they are smart. And what they do is they say, oh, look at this shiny ball, Jesse. Look at this shiny ball. Let's go after Trump. Whatever you hear about the Bidens, don't worry about it. Trump, Trump, Trump. It's called Trump derangement syndrome. And now it's becoming so sick. They are politicized. I'm embarrassed to be a lawyer at this moment. Honestly, I am ashamed. I am ashamed to be a lawyer. I'm ashamed that this is the state of our country. And it is so obvious that there is this dual system of justice. This is selective prosecution, selective persecution. It is absolute persecution. It is Russia third world stuff. And it should not be happening. I'm no. embarrassed that you are a lawyer. Alina Haba, I am ashamed as a lawyer that you hold a legal license, perhaps not for all that long based on all of the trouble you are in. But you know what? You can't just say words, okay? You can't just go shiny ball, shiny ball, Russia, 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 shiny ball, shiny ball. No. The person that you work for, the person who you have tied yourself to is a freaking criminal who has engaged in some of the most despicable criminal conduct, the most despicable criminal conduct that frankly exists. And yes, for the MAGA base, for the Jim Jordans and the Matt Gates and all of their ilk, you go Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. But that is not how law and order works. Okay, Donald Trump intentionally stole classified records, sensitive compartmented information, and consistently lied about it at each and every opportunity he had. That places all of Americans in peril. And frankly, Donald Trump's excuse that he declassified it telepathically makes it worse placing our foreign assets, placing Americans here and abroad in jeopardy because this idiot thinks he can telepathically declassify records without notifying our national security structure? Are you kidding me? And based on the charges that we know already, the classification status doesn't even matter. What matters is he stole documents that don't belong to him and he obstructed justice. Serious prison sentences. And I, for one, am very happy that justice has arrived and that special counsel Jack Smith, as we said from the outset, was fearless. I want to play for you the moment on Fox where they confirmed that Donald Trump was indicted. Play this clip. 
Mike Davis, thank you so much. Thank you. And again, Fox News has confirmed former President Donald Trump has been indicted and has been ordered to appear in federal court in Miami on Tuesday. Let's now bring in someone who can provide real significant legal analysis. Let's bring in the host of Legal AF, <laughs> Michael Popak, who is apparently in a vehicle. We have not tested out this situation where this Michael could, Popak- This could be a complete disaster with Popak, or it could be- a complete be, disaster that Michael Popak thinks that- This is how we do it on the network. This I was not warned about this before calling him <laughs> as a guest, so we will give that disclaimer to all of our viewers. Popak, please make me proud right now. All right, can you guys hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, Popak. Are we but good Popak, on hearing? You know, I, I, right. I hear you if you hear us, but I have a bone to pick with you. You know you can't Ooh, leave the house it. or the office on indictment week. You, you know, <laughs> following your own reporting, Popak, you know that what? you can't leave. Popak, That's such a great you, point, Brett. Popak, what do you make of the news? When we, well, okay, let's go over a couple of things. When did an indictment of a former president become a shiny object after a seven-month investigation um, careful investigation, prudent, sober investigation by Jack Smith, a team of 10 prosecutors, hundreds of investigators, and two separate grand juries. That's the shiny object. I'm proud to be a, an attorney in America today. I am proud of our justice system and the fact that it shows no f fear or favor towards anyone, regardless of their title, status, ego, or narcissism. This man committed crimes against America. I know he's innocent until proven guilty, but there's no doubt in anyone's mind on this show <laughs> and in, at the Midas Touch Network that he violated the Espionage Act which only has, it, it has very few moving parts. As ben, as ben said just before I got on, it's not top secret and classified information. We don't care about that. It's whether it was national defense information, NDI, and it was. We know it was because we've now had a chance through the Department of Justice to look through, and at one point, a, a, a former judge as a magistrate, to look through 13,000 pages, 13,000 documents, and find, yes, top secret, yes, compartmentalized, but it didn't matter. It's national defense. That's all that ever mattered. And the fact that he kept it and refused to return it despite demand by the appropriate federal officers means he's guilty of the crime without defense. And all of these things that, that we like to talk about that are interesting, uh, you know, the initial uh, de deception of the National Archive, the initial deception of his first set of lawyers to tell the National Archive that all that 15, the 15 boxes represented the entire universe of documents when it didn't, when he had, you know, hundreds of uh, pages or thousands of pages more hidden away, secreted at, at Mar-a-Lago, lying to his next set of lawyers led by Evan Corcoran, lying so badly and so poorly that a federal judge the chief judge of the of the D.C. Circuit Court at the time, Beryl Howell, said it was more likely than not that that president, uh, former president, committed a crime in participation with his lawyer, stripping away one by one the attorney-client privilege from every lawyer that touched anything related to Mar-a-Lago, the documents, and Donald Trump. We reported it in a way that people might have thought, well, this is normal, right? This is not normal. The things that we have been reporting regularly on Midas Touch Network on Legal AF are beyond normal. 
We've gotten fatigued from talking about it, I guess. But it is extraordinary that lawyers get stripped of their attorney-client privilege, have to turn over audio recordings of their musings about their client and 50 pages of detailed notes to, to the other side, the prosecutor. That is extraordinary. This is not shiny object, Alina Hava. This is solid, credible evidence that's been developed, even in ways there's enough evidence against Donald Trump to convict like 10 people. You know, that that's how much and robust this evidence is. And now we've moved back to one of my hometowns, right? Now we're in Miami. We just heard about the Miami Mar-a-Lago like two days ago, and now it is the situs for the indictment of Donald Trump in an arraignment on Tuesday. I can't wait to see what judge it is. Hopefully it's one that I know and I can give some insider comment on. But but that's where we are. Enough with the BS, with these, these phony puppet lawyers on television like Alina Haba, who's just there as a shill for Donald Trump. Right. And, for the, and, and let's speak to the independents in America because the Democrats already know what's going on. And the rest of the non-MAGA Republicans. He got indicted because he committed crimes for the second time. And it's not over. There are three more grand juries. There is Fonnie Willis in Georgia. She's now thinking, holy cow, I'm definitely indicting in July and August. I'll be number three. She thought she was going to be the first out of the shoot. So that's <laughs> where you are. I'm proud to be a part of the justice system. I'm proud to be a part of the Midas Touched community and network on Legal AF and pulled over on the side of the road to participate. <laughs> Stay safe out there, On this momentous day. So I can say, do, do you remember where you were when Donald Trump got <laughs> indicted federally? I do. I'm on the side of a road leading to a restaurant. Exactly. What do you make of the situs of this indictment being in the Southern District of Florida? As you mentioned, um, for yeah. most of this investigation by Special Counsel Jack Smith, we've been talking about the Washington, D.C. grand jury. We just learned about this Southern Florida grand jury very, very, very recently. Um, do you still think that there could also be other charges brought in the grand jury in Washington, D.C.? Do you think all of the charge. Hey, Jordy, do you think all of the charges are being brought in the Southern District of Florida? What do you make of that decision uh, to charge there? You know, I'm, 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 um, and for everybody that's worried, I'm parked. I know it looks like I'm moving because there's cars next to me. But I am <laughs> I'm on the side of the road. I appreciate the clarification. Um, last night, last, thank you. Last night, Karen Friedman, Agnifilo and I, I actually had a different view, but, but now reality has intervened. I said, I thought there was going to be a Trump indictment out of D.C. under the Espionage Act and that the Mar-a-Lago Miami grand jury was going to be focused on obstruction against his henchmen like Walt Nauda. But now I guess there's been a decision. I mean, listen, we're, we're getting clued in last minute. This is not something that was done haphazardly. Apparently it was it was the plan all along. Right. It was. Uh, uh, it was uh, the plan for Jack Smith all along to bring the whole thing together in the location of Mar-a-Lago in the Southern District of Florida, which now we have to see. So I think it's going to be, yes, obviously obstruction, obviously Espionage Act against Donald Trump and the others that are not cooperating, Walt Nauda, his butler, valet, whatever he is, 
guy is going to get indicted if he doesn't cooperate now. They seem to have been able to do it without him. So he's going to have to scramble to figure out whether there's any way to save himself and, and now come clean and help and help with the ultimate conviction. Now we have the indictment. Now we go to conviction in front of a jury, a jury in Miami that's going to be different or South Florida. Have they confirmed Miami? That's been confirmed, right? Well, we know that he's expected to meet on Tuesday. He posted that he would be in Miami at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. All right. A lot of other sources. So we, we, we're, so we're pretty that, comfortable. In this. So on that note, that's good because it could be in three locations in the Southern District of Florida. It could be where we don't want it to be, which is up in Vero Beach, where um, uh, Cannon uh, was located. It won't be there. It won't even be in West Palm Beach where Middlebrooks is located. And it looks like it skipped over Fort Lauderdale and it's going all the way to Miami, which is 60 miles south of Mar-a-Lago. The good news is the, the judges in Miami who I practice in front of regularly are quite good. And many of them were appointed by Democratic appointees, uh, Democratic presidents. So they're Democratic appointees. So I like the I like our odds. If you're looking for a fair justice, to, to uh, be to uh, take on the case in Miami for the arraignment. I can think of a couple that I would be like, eh, but generally that's a very good bench and very good for justice. It's the jury that'll be quite different than what it would be in Washington, D.C. And I've tried cases in the Southern District of Florida. I mean, it's a hardworking community. <clears throat> it's heavily Hispanic. It's 70% Hispanic. Um, within that, it's 30% Cuban, Hispanic. A lot of that tends to be more conservative and Republican. That county went for Biden, but it went for Biden in much less numbers than it went for Hillary and certainly Obama. Uh, Biden barely squeaked by in Miami because yep. of the influx of um, voters from Latin America who have predominantly bought into the Democrats are socialist line of a line of campaigning and have. And so we got to see that jury pool. But look, step by step, one step in front of the other. We got an indictment federal number one, one of many. It's not we're not done an arraignment on Tuesday in front of a federal judge. I'll we won't, you know, Ben, you and I and Karen will be able to report back when I know more about who the judge is going to be. So to answer your your initial question at the top of the, uh, the top of it, I am surprised that the indictment of Trump is coming out because they have jurisdiction over him yep. and venue proper over him in D.C. They must think because everything else is cited down there. They want to have no venue problems, no jurisdictional problems. Bring it where the guy lives in Mar-a-Lago and schlep him down to Miami which is more favorable, again, to the Department of Justice than even West Palm Beach. Don't worry about Eileen Cannon for those <laughs> in the chat that may be worried. She's nowhere near Miami. I know that you know, we have a bit of Eileen Cannon uh, PTSD here uh, from the time that the case was in her hands uh, back in the day. Uh, but thanks for the clarification there, Popak. So do you think yeah. that because the venue is in Miami, apparently is in Florida, do you think one of the decisions behind that or one, one of the thoughts behind that decision process was to result in a speedier trial rather than get caught up with appeal? from Donald Trump to try to move the case from D.C. to Florida, just skip that step entirely, yeah. kind of go right to this point, take that Brad. even out of the equation. <laughs> you know, I, 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 that, Brad, by the way, 
you, you watch That's a good. lot of Legal AF because at first <laughs> you had me wondering, like, what were, where was he going? But Brett, that is actually that brilliant legal analysis. You're yes. so right. One of the things that Donald Let's Trump call me Mad Dog. One of the things the Mad Trump Dog Brett Marcellus to try to delay it is because the jurisdiction of Mar-a-Lago is in the Southern District of Florida that let's do a venue motion, let's set that on a briefing schedule for three months, four months as it gets deeper into the election. So Brett, I, I truly think that was probably, you hit it spot on, Popak, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I that's that's perfect. I'll tell you, to confirm Brett's um, gut instinct, which is obviously developed from years of being your brother <laughs> and, and watching legal af um he's right this lawyer, thing is, easy, really is, this lawyer thing is easy yeah. brilliant analysis yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's he is a he is a summa cum laude graduate of legal af academy the the <laughs> when i want to skip a step and not have to fight over jurisdiction even on the civil cases that i handle the easiest way to do that is you sue the guy where he lives and then he can never argue otherwise you are tied up with all sorts of and we talked a lot last night with karen about venue and jurisdiction. did a whole tutorial on venue and jurisdiction. I always thought they had enough of a hook, of course, to stay in Washington, D.C., but let's because a number of the bad acts started while he was still in the White House when he was instructed, for instance, about how to comply with the national uh, the Presidential Records Act and given the memos about, no, no, you can't take that with you. It's not yours. Give it back. It's the people's papers. And And that happened in the White House. But everything else in the chain of events and all of his other bad conduct and lying and and lying to his own lawyers and then ultimately to the Department of Justice and the FBI, that really happened down in Mar-a-Lago. And that is in Florida and in the Southern District. They were lucky because they spun that wheel. Usually that wheel for assignment is always, we were, we're told that it's random. But I believe, and I somebody can clarify this for me on the chat or otherwise, here's my theory. That when you're talking about the indictment of, for the first time in our 270, whatever year, 55 year history of a former president, that the chief judge, chief administrative judge for the Southern District gets involved with the location. And they made a decision. I think this is right. They intervene and said, yeah, what's the wheel saying? Yeah, I don't want it there. We're going to do it down in Miami. We have better security down there. We have better um <laughs> the federal detention center is right across the street from the courthouse. You know, we got a lot of things going for us in Miami. Let's do it in Miami. So I think they intervened. I don't think it was a random, this this is a little geeky now, but I don't think it was just a random assignment to take him away from Mar-a-Lago. I think there was an intervention to put it in an appropriate place where security and other things would not be a consideration. Let's talk about conditions on bail. A lot of people were upset uh, with respect to the Manhattan District Attorney criminal charges, that it was essentially a no bail crime based on its classification. And Donald Trump was just able to kind of walk in and walk out. And there really weren't any conditions of kind of substance there. Popak, these are very serious crimes right here, right? Retention of national security yeah. documents, obstruction of justice. This is a type, these are the types of crimes where you would have serious, serious bail, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially a million dollars or in excess. Obviously, that's something that Donald Trump could uh, post rather easily. But there would also be, I think, serious conditions here that we will learn about as well regarding his travel. 
um, regarding uh, where he has to check in, whether he could leave the country. Um, this is going to, and I think special counsel Jack Smith, the swiftness that he's moved at, like I think special counsel Jack Smith's going to ask for serious, serious restrictions to be placed. Now, I do for all of those wondering, is Donald Trump going to be in custody for a significant period of time? Um, uh, my own view of it is regarding this um, arraignment process. No, he's not going to be kept in custody. There's going to be bail he can post. There's going to be conditions. But I think we're going to see some serious, serious conditions placed on it. What do you think? So let me contrast this, um, Ben. You're, you're you're really right about it. I almost had our law clerk, Brett, go do some research on, <laughs> on the fly. We really, you know, you, the starting point for all this analysis is that there is a, you know, there's a federal statute that deals with um, when is pretrial detention appropriate and when isn't it. We, You and I looked at it, Ben, really closely when Bannon was indicted about why, you know, he walked out the front door and everybody was up in arms. And when you looked at the elements under the statute that governs, you were like, you know, given the nature of that particular crime, which was contempt of Congress and all of that, yeah, he was going to walk and we were managing expectations on that. This is different, though, than what happened in New York. I know everyone's like, well, he just, you know, he, he, he didn't even have to bail out. There was no bail. He, you know, he, he, the yes, they put him into the system and they took his mugshot or whatever they did or didn't. Um, and then he just walked out the front steps. Federal is different, but it's ultimately going to be guided by the same um, pretrial detention rules about the type of crime that's been charged, um, whether it, you know, he's a recidivist, which you know, let's be honest, he's a twice. Let's just let's just say this out loud to the federal judge. Um, Mr. Trump is a is a currently indicted in the state of New York uh, and is now indicted here in front of you, Your Honor. I think this amps up the, the ability for the judge to both require a substantial bond to be put up and not just on his own recognizance, meaning on his own word that he's going to show up, and some sort of limitations or commitments from him guaranteed by a bond on his appearance for various events in the case. I don't think... And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give myself the right to be corrected after I get out of the car and do some research. But I'm not sure this puts this does not put him into pretrial detention. He's not going to have to. They're not going to lead him off to the federal detention center across the street. I know we'd all like that and make him sit there until his trial. It's just not that kind of crime. But that doesn't mean the other conditions of the other conditions that you're talking about, Ben, wouldn't be in play, including put up put up some real cash. I don't know about the passport. <clears throat> maybe, maybe. I mean, do, do you want him flying to some, you know, Brazil, not Brazil these days, or some other, Hungary, or some other, or North Korea, Saudi Arabia. and disappear into the ether? Yeah, probably yeah. not. <laughs> no, pro probably oh, not. And I want to, uh, you know, also just confirm for those just joining us uh, that the sources are saying that one of the charges is for willful retention of national defense information. Uh, there is a conspiracy charge, allegedly, and a charge for obstruction, among others. The willful retention charge. Now, that seems to be an Espionage Act charge, if I'm not mistaken, Ben Popak. Yeah, yeah, that's Espionage Act. Yeah, that's Espionage Act. That's a really, really, really big deal, folks, <laughs> wow. that Donald Trump is being charged apparently under the Espionage Act. Wow. It truly doesn't get much bigger than that 
in this country right. for crimes. Right. That's just such a shiny these. object. You're being you're being too hard on the on the on Trump. It's well, a shiny ben, let me object. Ask you a quick question ben, let me ask you a quick object. question here. Passport. I mean, uh, maybe it, it feels juvenile me even bringing this up, but tell me, tell me I'm wrong here. The guy's a flight risk. He has to be considered one. You got to take his passport at this point. What do you say to that, Ben? I think you have to take his passport. To Popak's point, in practice, do I think they're going to take it? I, I don't. But what I think they will require is he's going to have to, every time he's traveling, he's going to have to file a motion. Um, it's going to have to have mm. a ton of detail about every single location that he's going to. A violation of that could lead to an immediate remand. So now the system that Donald Trump loves to throw people into, Trump is in that system in a very different way than the Manhattan District Attorney case with the types of restrictions, yeah. right? You know, he's used to just doing whatever the hell he wants. If I'm going to post this, I'm going to I'm going to post this on my social media. Like th this is very different. OK, this is th this is the feds and these crimes are as serious as you get. A and mind you, we're only talking about one part of the case that special counsel Jack Smith uh, has been criminally investigating. Right. If Jack Smith moved with the swiftness here, I want no one to have any doubt whatsoever that special counsel Jack Smith is also going to indict Donald Trump on all of the crimes relating to the January 6th insurrection and especially relating to wire fraud and all of those phony emails that Donald Trump sent out and when he said he had the election defense fund. I, I want to go back to that video of Jack Smith though there because play it one more time because Jack Smith doesn't talk in this video. But Jack Smith was saying so much in this video. You know, Jack Smith has in his left hand a Subway sandwich. And, <laughs> and, and I want you to look at it. He's holding a Subway sandwich in his hand. And I truly think, and we never had seen Jack Smith before, right? And I think what he was trying to signal, whether it was a Subway sandwich or whatever food that he was eating, is I got this. Wow. Right. Wow. Is that good? It's also lunch I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to cook. I'm going to eat. I'm gonna <laughs> Let's eat. I, got, Let's I, got, I got all the ingredients. Let's put them together and make an indictment sandwich. I just think he's saying, look, I just think with all of the franticness of Trump world, you know, they're trying to defame Jack Smith's team. They're saying the top counterintelligence official, Jay Bratt, is like, you know, oh, like he was bribing people. Like, you know, Trump's people are just going like, you know, wild. Right. And just wild. Losing it. Throwing anything against the wall. And Jack Smith's like, yeah, I'm gonna eat a Subway sandwich today. And then I'm going <laughs> like it is I, such I a bad bet. I I'm absolutely love that. I absolutely, you know, it, it's like a boxer after after a boxing round, going toe to toe, not sitting down and letting the other opponent. I'm not tired. I can keep going. Like, yeah, I, it's like, I, I'm, like, I'm taking it saying, to where I work. I'm taking saying, it to my place you know, of work. He's saying there's no there's no drama here. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some lunch. Popak, what do you think about my subway assessment? Hey, yeah, I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two quick ones, and then I'm gonna let you and the thirty thousand people that are watching you guys tonight um, continue continue with the show. Yeah, you you don't you don't get this on CNN, Pope. That's for sure. 
No, no, no. I'm just, we don't get an illegal AF yet, but I love that. So a couple of observations. One, the subway thing, just like Ben just said, also signaled to me, lunch pail, hard hat, lunch pail, doing my job, chopping wood, no drama, wood. another day in the office, right? Right. Not he's not a he's not a quiche eating East Coast liberal with a latte. He's Subway. <laughs> and what and what did mommy put in my lunchbox today? Right. And that's yeah. and that's that's him, man. That's every that you're right. That communicated so much. Couple of things. Let's not lose sight, or let's not. You you guys will continue talking about it. Conspiracy means there's other people involved. So you've got mm-hmm. indicted co-conspirators and unindicted co-conspirators. So we're going to have to see when that indictment gets unsealed on Tuesday, who else is in there as a conspirator? If the other reporting is right, the last thing that happened here that was really, really important was Mark Meadows cutting a deal. Now, whether that was a deal to get complete immunity or partial immunity, I think it's complete immunity because I think Mark, I said this last night, Mark Meadows can can bring this football across the end zone in like all four grand juries and shiv Donald Trump the whole way, right? So if that's true, and Mark Meadows was the last shoe to drop, which it looks like because it just happened a day or two to go, then he'll he may be listed as an unindicted co-conspirator. Number one, we'll we'll figure, they won't name him, but they'll say the guy that was the chief of staff for Donald Trump. Oh, I know who that is. But then we're going to have to see all the other people in this web of conspiracy, which, again, is to the advantage of the prosecution because they can knit together all of these disparate events, people, and everybody's responsible for everybody else in the conspiracy. So if you burn the documents and this guy drove the car and this one, you're each responsible for each other's acts. So Donald Trump's responsible for all of it, and so are the other co-conspirators. So we're going to have to see that co-conspirator and conspiracy. And lastly, to Ben and you and Brett and Jordy's point, if, if he's ready now, right? No indictment before it's time. This one was ready today. The others will be, as we've said before on Legal AF, they will be ready in their time. It could be next week. It could be the rest of this month, but he'll bring it when he knows he's got an ironclad path to an indictment, which he got, right? All the people say, what's Merrick Garland doing? Merrick Garland is approving, having had a presentation from Jack Smith and and the submission of a prosecution memo and a presentation in a boardroom somewhere deep in, in the heart of Department of Justice. He approved this. He did not override um, his special counsel, which he has the power to do, that's his last power, his veto. He did not do that. So credit Merrick Garland for putting the right guy on the job seven months ago and getting out of his way and agreeing to the to moving for the indictment. I think that's a great point, Popak, and we will allow you to go about your <laughs> day. We'll let you drive home. But please try to join us again if you can, all 35,000 Midas Mighty who are watching this. By the way, uh, one of the top uh, YouTube live channels. I think we're the top news live channel right now in the entire world, or we we were before. But Popak, thank you so much for your commentary there. Uh, Robert Costa from uh, CBS, one of their chief correspondents, is uh, providing an update on what he has heard. Per Robert Costa, what I'm hearing 
Trump is frustrated, not just with the indictment, but with people in his inner circle who reassured him for months that it was very unlikely to happen. Source close to Trump says, quote, too much happy talk for way too long about what could happen. Monday's meeting with DOJ didn't go well. It was mostly the Trump team laying out their concerns and the DOJ officials listening. This was not a negotiation or a friendly, quote, let's see where things stand meeting per multiple people briefed on it. Blanche didn't go but was brief. The Florida factor Brett, to your point, your analysis was spot on, and I'm so proud of your legal analysis because it was so good. This is what Robert Costa is saying. The Florida factor has thrown Trump's team for a loop since it was always expected, but they believe the DOJ has been looking hard at jurisdictional challenges, thinking ahead. Another factor that has several longtime Trump people on edge, like Meadows, especially related to Meadows. Um, So that is from Robert Costa. And again, for all of those joining right now, I want to say that first off, welcome. If you haven't seen a Midas Touch podcast before, um, I want to welcome you to the Midas Touch community, unapologetically pro-democracy. And it is truly a historic day indeed, June 8th. 2023, a date that will be remembered as a date where law and order prevailed, a date where justice was truly served. We still have a long way to go in this criminal prosecution, as well as the various other criminal prosecutions against Donald Trump, but a day that will be remembered that no one is above the law. And again, for those just tuning in, the historic news, Donald Trump indicted in the Southern District of Florida, Miami Division, seven counts, one for the Espionage Act, obstruction of justice, conspiracy. As we learn more, we will share it with all of you. We have a lot to discuss. We have a lot of other guests who will be joining us. And uh, Donald Trump has made a video response. We're going to play We're going to play that video response. Um, I want to go right to these quick messages. They'll be very, very, very quick, and then we'll go back, but let's pay some bills. Play this clip. Oh, hey, when did you get here? Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Henson Shaving. Look, everyone knows how annoying cheap razors are. The cuts, the irritation, the frustration. And don't get me started with subscription razor services, the headaches that those can cause. That's why you got to meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble, the more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave? It it isn't a blade problem. It's an extension problem. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. 
It gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no obsolescence. The Henson razor, it works with standard dual edge blades to give you that old school shave with the benefit of new school tech. Once you own the Henson razor, it's only about $3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. My first shave with the Henson razor was incredibly refreshing. The design is sleek and the durability is top notch. The Henson razor is truly much better than your run of the mill quote unquote traditional razor brand. And the affordability factor is absolutely game changing. No more wasting your money on expensive blades. With Henson shaving, you get a year of blades for just $5. Okay, so here's what you have to do. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash Midas to pick the razor for you and use code Midas and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. I'm Ben Micellis and we are live here on this very historic edition of the Midas Touch podcast joined by my brothers Brett and Jordy Micellis. For those just tuning in, we can confirm that special counsel Jack Smith has indicted Donald Trump on seven felony counts. Donald Trump will have to appear in federal court next week. Uh, He's for his arraignment. Um, As we've been discussing, we don't know the conditions of his bail, but the crimes that he has been charged with are very, very serious violations of the Espionage Act, conspiracy, obstruction of justice. The obstruction of justice count alone for each obstruction of justice count, Donald Trump would serve up to 20 years in prison combined for anyone regardless of what their age would be, this would be a life prison sentence if convicted of all of these combined charges. Historic, historic day here. I am proud to share this historic day with my brothers and the pro-democracy Midas Touch community. And this all began with Donald Trump posting on his social media Mm -hmm. platform, but you got to be very circumspect when you report on things that Donald Trump posts on his social media platform. But this is what he wrote. He goes, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., uh, Pennsylvania, and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette, and which is secured by the only garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. I have been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. I never thought it possible that such a thing could happen to a former president of the United States, blah, 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 blah. I am an innocent man. He puts all in caps and exclamation points. But to Donald Trump saying, I never thought it possible that such a thing could happen, 
we never thought it possible that such an individual like Donald Trump right. could ever be in the position that he was in to disgrace our nation like he did, to continue to disgrace our nation. And it was his conduct that was unprecedented. It was his conduct that was utterly, utterly uh, criminal despicable. And uh -huh. from the very, very outset, when he left the White House back in January of 2021, and he stole thousands and thousands of records, knowingly, intentionally, willfully, he had every opportunity for almost 18 months to just return the freaking documents, right? Uh -huh. He had opportunity after opportunity. But in January of 2022, he kind of cherry picked records and like hid classified records and sensitive compartmented information in like newspaper clippings and then tried to return that to the National Archives and said, that's everything I got. The National Archives referred it to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice began its criminal investigation and they still gave him every opportunity, return it, return it, just please return it. And finally, the Department of Justice had a subpoena Donald Trump because he wasn't returning the record. So a meeting was held on June 3rd of 2022 between the top counterintelligence official at the Department of Justice and Donald Trump's lawyers, Evan Corcoran and Christina Bob. Donald Trump's lawyers signed a false attestation under penalty of perjury, stating that they were going to be returning 38 classified records. And that was all the records that existed. There were no more classified records or sensitive compartmented information. And of course, that all turned out to be false. The Department of Justice executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago on August 8th of 2022. They found thousands of records, including sensitive compartmented information, top secret information, classified information, folders that were empty with classified markings. The Department of Justice then also subpoenaed surveillance footage at Mar-a-Lago when they identified in surveillance footage. Donald Trump staff moving boxes around around the time these subpoenas were issued. Special counsel Jack Smith was appointed in November of 2022. Uh, he, so, I mean, we're talking about six months ago, right? And I know people wow. have been, you know, saying this has taken a long time. And if you've been watching the Midas Touch Network from the very first time special counsel Jack Smith was appointed, I remember that day in November very vividly because there were a lot of people who hated Merrick Garland, a lot of people who reflexively said, Jack Smith is horrible and all these bad things about Jack Smith. So what did we do here at the Midas Touch Network before any other media network did it? We brought on people who knew Jack Smith. One of them was Karen Friedman Agnifilo, who hosts one of our great podcasts here on the Midas Touch Network, Legal AF. And she told us about her experience working with Jack Smith the type of person that he was. And on that November episode, she said Merrick Garland would not bring Jack Smith in if Merrick Garland wasn't serious about this investigation. And what we've been saying is while this has certainly been taking time, while our patience has certainly been challenged, I think that's an understatement. What I've been trying to convey from that very first moment Jack Smith was appointed was that that was a good thing. And one of the things I'm most proud about here on the Midas Touch Network is everybody tried to act like that was all the media 
And there were a lot of other people too who were on Twitter and other social media. Y'all probably remember it who were watching this because everyone was like, oh, Merrick Garland's just giving it away. He's trying to drop this. This is not going to happen. And one of the things I'm most proud about was really leading the pushback to that and saying, no, 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 no. Let me go through and give you the data about Jack Smith, about his war crime prosecutions, about who he is, why Merrick Garland made this decision. And I also asked, and I said this, and I say this again right now, I know everybody's frustrated with Merrick Garland. I, I get it. I understand. But he made all of the right moves here, and other people in that position may have been fearful. They may have backed down. This is not some easy decision to make right now um, for a lot of people in the DOJ. Um, I, I think it's an easy decision personally, but you've heard all the commentators saying all of the various things, but Merrick Garland made the right move. He brought in the perfect person, special counsel Jack Smith, who did this silently who really was in Donald Trump's head. Trump tried to call him like a mad dog psycho and all of these things, and none of it stuck. And just look at how Jack Smith did it. Again, we talked about this before. The video of him just walking in DC the other day, he's got a Subway sandwich in his left hand the day before he's about to drop the biggest indictment in American history. No response. Just going to eat a Subway sandwich, I'm off to indict Donald Trump. And that is exactly what he did. And again, when we started this uh, podcast, you know, today, you know, before the, the news broke, just as we were about to start, so we were going to talk about how uh, the Department of Justice sent Donald Trump a target letter um, informing him that he was officially a target of their criminal investigation. We were going to talk about Mark Meadows' cooperation. Um, and one of the things I'm also proud about, if you go back to some of the episodes we did, go back to the Midas Touch episode, not now, but after this, go back to the Midas <laughs> Touch episode that we did on April 27th. I think that was a Thursday. That was when former Vice President Pence testified before the grand jury. Mm. And one of the things we said is, look, look what's going on with Mark Meadows. We said that we thought that he was going to get derivative use immunity and that he was going to cooperate and testify against Donald Trump. We believe that's precisely what has taken place there. One final thing before I toss it to Brett and Jordy. This is just the case involving Donald Trump's theft of government records, uh -huh. right? Special counsel Jack Smith tomorrow going to be calling witnesses and continuing the investigation regarding Donald Trump's election interference, Donald Trump's wire fraud and creating fake election funds to raise money when there was no election defense fund that existed at all. Donald Trump's threats to local and state prosecutors, right? All of that is still going on, that other investigation. And the fact that Special counsel Jack Smith indicted the way he did here swiftly, swiftly, tells me, again, another data point that we should all have a great degree of confidence that special counsel Jack Smith is going to also indict Donald Trump on trying to overthrow yeah. our democracy as well. Brett and Jordy, let me toss it to you. And we may also have that clip of Donald Trump, but I'll let one of you call it. Yeah, and to that point, Ben, I want to uh, you know raise the point that while all this was going on, while we all here heard 
about this indictment of Donald Trump. We're also hearing other news just to show you how much Jack Smith is working on the other case at the moment. Today, it broke that former Republican House Speaker Newt Gingrich testified before a federal grand jury investigating the 2020 election interference and the attack on January 6th. So that shows you that that investigation is rolling on and we could likely expect more indictments relating to that investigation. We learned yesterday that Trump advisor, former Trump advisor, current podcaster, uh, Steve Bannon, (laughs) uh, was subpoenaed as part of the January 6th investigation as well. So I want to commend also Ben and Popak and Karen at Legal AF for steering such a steady ship throughout this with the coverage on Legal AF and telling everybody, you know what, Take a step back for a second. The wheels of justice may move slowly, but they do indeed move. It seems like Jack Smith has been the exact perfect person for this job. It appears that Jack Smith would not bring such an indictment if he was not confident in getting a conviction at the end of the day, and he wants his chances to be as good as possible and this to move as quickly as possible, which per my analysis is why that he's doing it down in Florida. For those just joining us, we have a lot of people coming in and out. Donald Trump indicted on what appears to be seven counts in the case of the stolen documents and mishandling of classified documents by Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago. He was indicted out of Florida. I know it could get a little confusing sometimes when you hear he was indicted out of Florida. I want to clarify that this is a federal case. This is the Department of Justice out of Florida indicting him down there. Uh, The seven counts include willful retention of national defense information. That is an espionage act charge, absolutely major, obstruction of justice, conspiracy, false statements, and concealment under Title 18 of the U.S. Criminal Code. I want to give a huge shout out once again to Hugo Lowell for all of his coverage on this case at The Guardian. He has been absolutely incredible at following all of the beats on this. To those just joining the Midas Touch Network and our live coverage, I want to make sure that you subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel if you're joining us for the first time. We do breaking news hits every day. If you're listening to the Midas Touch podcast for the first time, make sure that you subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Legal AF. And now we're just getting in a video response from none other than Donald Trump himself. Donald Trump, of course, not happy about the indictment, is having a bit of a meltdown (laughs) down in Mar-a-Lago, whining that I am innocent. I'm innocent. Yeah, for the audio listeners, he looks very bad. It doesn't appear that they could get a a lighting setup or, or anything. Anyway, let's hear what Donald Trump has to say about the news of his indictment. We'll watch along with all of you. Very sadly, we're a nation in decline, and yet they go after a popular president, a president that got more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far, and did much better the second time in the election than the first. And they go after him on a boxer's hoax, just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of the others. This has been going on for seven years. They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent person. 
they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, and that came out. No collusion after two and a half years. That was set up by Hillary Clinton and Democrats. But this is what they do. This is what they do so well. If they would devote their energies to honesty and integrity, it would be a lot better for our country. They could do a lot better. They could do a lot of great things. Come on. I mean, come on. Enough of that for right now. Uh, ben, yeah, Brett, I had, yeah, we got to take a break from that for, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> question, <laughs> que- I, I, what, I, Question for you guys, as people go on to discuss with their family members, their friends, their co- whomever they're going to discuss this big news with, you know, what, what is the proper framing for this, right? This is the willful retention of the documents. That That is the charge here. It's not that he had these classified documents. It's that when he was asked to then return them, he did all of these very shady and corrupt things that did not and ultimately didn't return them. So it's the willful retention of the classified documents is how people need to be framing this to their family, friends, and loved ones, correct? Well, not, not, not necessarily correct. Not quite the Brett Stellar legal analysis. I, I'm not pretending <laughs> to be the lawyer. That's why I'm asking you guys. It, 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 it was yeah. a good attempt. The, the classification status of the documents doesn't matter. What matters is the documents involve national security material national defense material, but its classification status doesn't matter for purposes of these crimes. So it's the willful retention of these national defense records, uh, which is an Espionage Act violation. Mm. And then it also is an obstruction of justice that he also tried to and took active steps to deceive the federal government uh, in their attempt to get back these documents that he willfully retained. And so the whole idea of its classification status, that Donald Trump telepathically declassified this with his mind and, and that whole line of BS, which was total false from the outset, that was always a red herring because the classification status never actually mattered is that he stole government records, right? That didn't belong to him. Uh, that didn't belong to him at all. And then he obstructed uh, justice along the way. One of the ways is too that the lawyers, his lawyers, and this could be part of the conspiracy part yeah. of it, signed a false declaration stating that he did return all of the records when he uh, did not return all of the records. So Jordy, I I would frame it more about that way. But when people are talking about this with their kids, I would just describe it as justice is served, that nobody is above the law, that Donald Trump committed crimes. This isn't a Russia, 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 Russia. (laughs) This isn't a Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, a Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. No, no, no. He committed very, very serious crimes, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. that placed American lives in danger. Okay, when you're speaking to your family, what he did, you know, this is life or death stuff right here. I know the MAGA Republicans love to gaslight us, but Mm. this is stuff that leads to people dying. Okay, there was a result of his conduct and this and the stuff that he did was very, very illegal was very, very, very criminal, and that he had every opportunity at every single moment to change course, to try to cooperate, and he continued to lie because he felt that he was above the law. He thought that in the United States of America, 
with the modern day MAGA Republican Party that democracy doesn't matter, that law and order doesn't matter. Everything these MAGA Republicans do is projection. So when they go, this is a banana republic, no. This is the way the United States is supposed to work. The message that this sends to the world is that nobody is above the law in mm-hmm. our country. And that is what's important. The banana republic is this Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, James Comer crap where they yeah. try to funnel in documents from Vladimir Putin and basically through Rudy Giuliani and then claim that these are credible documents and then based on total BS innuendo, try to defame President Biden. That is the banana republic. That's mm-hmm. the kangaroo court. I want to bring in host of lights on Jessica Denson, a big fan favorite at the Midas Touch Network. Jessica Denson, a historic, historic day. I want to get your immediate reaction to all the news. You want my framing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> accordion, I want the Trump accordion hands from you, Jessica. <laughs> just like Donald Trump did with his panicked. As you speak, you need to imitate now. Uh, Jessica, what are your thoughts on hearing I the news about this historic a, indictment? A beautiful day for honesty and integrity. Did I hear honesty and integrity? Because this is a celebration of honesty and integrity. Uh, you know, my theme, guys, is always that that justice for Donald Trump is no divisive thing. It's healing, it's justice, it's peace, it's peace. I mean, when I think about how do you share this with, with friends and family, I think about how many people out there whose lives have been altered by some minor altercation, maybe from a few unpaid parking tickets or you know, a petty theft or a marijuana possession whose entire lives have been altered because of some minor criminal violation. And here you have someone who was entrusted with the national security of an entire nation, the nation of the free world, who did not take that responsibility, that solemn constitutional duty seriously, who was only ever looking out for his own best interests. And because he decided to try to claim that he was reelected when he wasn't cling on to power until the 11th hour, ran away with hundreds of, of national security documents that were never his, this man is finally seeking justice. What a beautiful thing that our justice system has the honesty and the integrity to do this and not let us live in a banana republic where people's lives can be altered, spend years in prison or jail for minor offenses, and someone like Donald Trump can get away with compromising our national security. So thank you, Merrick, Darland, and Jeff. This is important. Let's not underestimate. I just, just want to say, you know, because we we played the clip earlier of Alina Haba, and uh, you know there are countless other clips right now out there of Republicans going on Fox or Newsmax or whatever propaganda network that they want to go on, and they try to frame this as the exact opposite of what it is. And their framing, they go, "This means we're a banana republic. This is a two-sided justice system." When it's actually proving the opposite. It's actually proving that everybody should be equal 
under the law, not that Donald Trump and his co-conspirators should get extra special privileges because of who they are. So I think that's what is extra important about what is going on. I just wanted to update our viewers and our listeners on some more reporting that we're getting in from CBS News and Robert Costa about somebody who has been giving the Trump uh, team a lot of stress in recent days. And that is somebody who we've been reporting on a lot here. And that is Mark Meadows, who has apparently been putting the entire Trump team on edge all week long. This is a direct quote from a Trump ally in recent days. Why the F has he been so quiet? They've been constantly confused about whether Meadows cut a deal or if he didn't cut a deal. They've been trying to guess what Meadows' attorney was telling him to do as he's facing mounting pressure in the January 6th case. And Meadows has been such a crucial part, not just of the January 6th case, but also the documents case, which is why they are so on edge over Mark Meadows. Robert Costa also has said that people who know Jack Smith personally have repeatedly told Trump's lawyers and friends that he's somewhat friendly as a person, but a killer as a prosecutor per several people close to Trump's team. Quote, he's known as someone who will push and push and push. A law enforcement official says that the U.S. Secret Service will be meeting tomorrow, which is Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, it's Friday, with Donald Trump's staff and his security and the agents assigned to him. And they are going to develop a plan for Trump's travel and appearance for his arraignment. So things are already in the work about Donald Trump's handover to the authorities next week. And I think this is also a case of Donald Trump gaslighting himself. We spoke about earlier about Donald Trump and his lawyers telling him this was going to, if it happened, it was going to be months and months away. And all the people around Donald Trump only want to tell Donald Trump what he wants to hear. And when he doesn't hear what he wants, he gets rid of those people. So he ends up living in his own bubble Mm -hmm. of all of this gaslighting. And finally, that has now caught up to him. But all of the gaslighting of all these people who we spoke about, who are going on Fox, who are going on Newsmax, Donald Trump's deranged video and his messages, the comparisons to Biden, none of that at the end of the day is going to matter before Jack Smith, before a federal court. Donald Trump now has to face the federal justice system, and he is in a whole lot of yep. trouble right now. Jessica, I want to show you some clips. I want to get your reaction to them. This is Republican Nancy Mace on Fox. Here, play this clip. And when you look at the standard that he mm -hmm. has, it's a double standard. It's a, it's a second tier a double standard of justice in this country. And what the American people want, they want everybody to be treated the same. And, you know, Donald Trump's no fan of mine. He primaried me last year. So I'm not a shill, but I see this and I see how unfair it's been. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just can't believe this is happening. And I said this two days ago. Uh, Harris, I said that this was going to happen on the day that we either in, that we either held in contempt Christopher Ray with the FBI, or we got access to those documents. You were right. And what I, I and, I, and it, I predicted it. It came true. You just this is the banana re banana republic. I just cannot believe that this is what's actually happening. He's trying to take out his political opponents using the executive branch. That's what this is. Your reaction, Jessica? I'm sorry. Did she say she was not a shill? Did I hear that correctly? 
we all remember her standing outside kissing the golden altar of Trump Tower, uh, trying to uh, get reelected, right? Because she had she had had a teeny tiny little moment of moral clarity, but then had to remind everyone how much she loved and adored Donald Trump so that she would not lose her primary. That's Nancy Mace. Zero moral character, zero spine right there along with Mike Pence, who, you know, um, again, no Christian, just bowing down at the golden altar of Donald Trump. There we go. Thank you, Salty. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, this is when you think about all of these people doing the bidding of Donald Trump and claiming it's a banana republic and saying that this is a political witch hunt, which, as Ben described before I came on, it's the inverse. What the House Republicans and Jim Jordan and the like are doing is really banana republic. Um, when you see them defending Donald Trump in this way, understand that they are trying to create a system for this entire country where there is not equal justice under the law, where Donald Trump gets to the point, can somebody like him, either Donald Trump or someone in his image, someone like a DeSantis or many of the other Republicans around this country who are following in his authoritarian footsteps, they are carving out a world in which they can act with impunity, where they can engage in all kinds of criminality, no matter who it hurts, no matter who it um, you know takes away the rights of, and they can just pull out that political witch hunt card and use their supporters as shills and as their defenders, use their supporters to take the heat for them to be able to engage in more criminality to stay in power over and over again. That this is who they are. This this is Nancy Mace is pathetic, but she's also dangerous. The entire Republican Party who defends and stands behind this man and will from now on, probably throughout this trial, continue to call it a, a witch hunt and a political prosecution. They are dangerous. That's why I have so with such clarity removed myself from the right of American politics and fully supported Democrats because they're the only ones who are actually saving us from that third world authoritarian future banana republic justice system where people can get away with criminality and there's impunity for the worst crimes because of this this playbook. No. So, you know, and for, I, I know, and for those who watch the Midas Touch Network, you know, they almost speak these MAGA Republicans like a, a different language. I've called it fascist Furby talk because you remember those toys back uh, <laughs> when I was growing up, where these Furbies would have, would go like, bah, 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 bah. you know, it, it has no bear, and you, and they would have like their own conversation in their <laughs> Furby language. Like when you listen to how these MAGA Republicans even talk, it's like they literally, it's almost sounds like it's not actual coherent sentence. Sentences, right? It's just like Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Mueller hoax one, Mueller hoax two. Yeah, Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 Putin, Putin. It's, it's like, okay, w what are you even talking about? Like, can we please focus here on the issues? This isn't a banana republic issue. What is a banana republic would be if Donald Trump, yeah, by the way, th th that is the post right now. That's what a banana republic is. That the House Judiciary GOP account on June 8th, 2023, um, just moments after we reported the news that Donald Trump would be indicted, the House Judiciary GOP Twitter account in all caps wrote, witch hunt. Let me be very clear about the House Judiciary GOP, just at a very basic level. The fact that it is led by Jim Jordan, the Judiciary Committee is led by someone who is not a licensed lawyer.
okay, who just rolls up his sleeves all day in his he rolls up his sleeves and he just talks a bunch of nonsense. This is an individual who, before he was in the House of Representatives, covered up sexual assault at the university that he worked at and tried to destroy the lives of real whistleblowers who were reporting on an individual who was sexually assaulting them. That is what Jim Jordan did. And Jim Jordan would like cry to these victims and say, you know, please, you can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. That is who the Republicans put to lead a committee that's supposed to deal with the law. And all Jim Jordan does is spread lies while his stupid sleeves are rolled up. That is what is embarrassing. You know, that's the same account that tweeted out Kanye West. Elon Musk, Donald Trump, like it, it is a bizarro fascist idiocracy there. Speaking of which, I want to show you what Stephen Miller, one of Donald Trump's closest aides, is saying. I want to show you some more reaction from MAGA fascist world. But first, again, we got to pay some bills. This will be a quick break, but uh, make sure you stay tuned because we got big news to report also about Denson's lawsuit against yes. uh, Donald Trump, a big victory that has not been reported anywhere else that I want to talk about. But first, let's take this quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Hold On. Plastic. It's everywhere. It's everywhere we look and not enough is being done about it. 100 billion plastic bags are used and then thrown away every year. Yeah, that plastic bag you see in the gutter or floating in a stream or washed up on the beach, multiply that by 100 billion. Yikes. Am I right? But there's a better way and it could start with a better bag. Hold On is a company born from the idea that there must be a better way to go about our daily chores. Now, trash bags and kitchen bags, they're necessary staples, but do they need to be 100% plastic? 100% no! Hold On trash and kitchen bags are heavy-duty, plant-based, non-toxic, and 100% home compostable, which means they break down in weeks, not decades, without filling up our landfills or polluting our oceans. Hold On wants to be part of the growing movement away from single-use plastics, which, if you ask most experts, is the single worst kind of plastic. At every stage, production, disposal, decomposition, plastic bags are doing harm to our earth, our water, and even our bodies. Hold On is absolutely amazing. One, they're a woman-owned, woman-founded company. Two, the Hold On bags are incredibly durable and sleek. It's so good to know that what I'm using is plant-based, non-toxic, and 100% home compostable. To shop plant-based bags and replace single-use plastics all over your home, visit holdonbags.com Midas or enter Midas at checkout to save 20% off your order. Sustainability has never been more simple. That's H-O-L-D-O-N bags dot com slash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, or enter Midas to receive 20% off your order. Small things can lead to lasting change if we stop and say, hold on. Thank you, Hold On, for sponsoring this episode. 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by China. And their hogs, they're given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China. Yet you find this in your grocery store aisle every day. There's a better way. I'd like to tell you about Moink. That's Moo plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. 
Moink farmers, they farm like our grandparents did. And as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm, it does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent too. I love that Moink is helping save rural America and I know that you will too. Join the Moink movement today. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Plus, they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moinked. And I know I do, and I know you will too. Keep American farming going by signing up right now at moinkbox.com slash Midas Touch right now. And listeners of this show get free bacon in your first box. It's the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Midas Touch. That's moinkbox.com slash Midas Touch. Welcome back to this historic, historic edition here of the Midas Touch podcast. During the break, we saw another post by the GOP uh, judiciary account. If we can uh, pull that open, I think it says something like, yeah, it says this is the actual, this is a government account right here. Okay. And the government account from the House Judiciary GOP, they control the Judiciary Committee. Their statement tonight is Joe Biden's garage is what they wrote. They wrote Joe Biden's garage. Okay. They are not serious people at all. Jessica Denson, welcome back. I know that there's also some big news in your case against uh, Donald Trump. And if you can just give some background, there's a reason you're called the NDA killer. If you can, or I call you that, um, but uh, and others, <laughs> others do as well. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing. So it's a thing. But, but let everyone know, because another big victory uh, for you and another L for Donald Trump today. So let what happened. Yeah. Before I, before I give it to you, I just want to like Every time something like this happens, when we had the brag indictment first, just appreciate this moment. This did not happen organically. This happened because of the extraordinary work of the January 6th committee. This happened because all of us refused to stand back and say, it's okay for Donald Trump to walk away as a free man with all his criminality. It's because of our persistence and um, our interest our investment in the future of our democracy, that all of this is happening, getting those stories out. This is the result. Jack Smith's appointment, the Mar-a-Lago search, all of this is an outcome of increased public attention, highlighting the narrative, which is why it's so important for the right stories to be highlighted and shared um, and, and all of us engaging in that and keeping it at the forefront. So, that's my premise for telling you the news in my case. Yes, of course, I, um, I've i been fighting Donald Trump since 2017 in the courts, since 2018, um, as uh, when I first um, sued pro se to invalidate his NDA. I have continued this fight to get all of the 2016 Trump campaign NDAs invalidated. I, of course, had that um, major precedent-setting victory in 2021 where my NDA was ruled null and void by a court of law. It was an extraordinary feat because these are arbitration agreements 
that usually never see the light of day. But because of what I had endured, having a, a $50,000 judgment against, him, against me that we then got overturned, I was able to take this fight remarkably into court. Um, and so we got that court precedent and I have been pressing forward um, continuously in a class action to have the class of, of all the people who signed that NDA in 2016 certified and getting an injunction. I've been pushing to get an injunction so, so that no one, including the campaign, but not only the campaign, but over 500 entities, including Donald Trump, that this, this illegal non-disclosure agreement purports to empower, to enforce this thing. I've been fighting to get an injunction to have all of those entities forever barred from ever trying to enforce this NDA. And earlier this year, we had a complete victory through settlement uh, negotiations where they essentially conceded everything, gave us everything that, that we wanted. You usually hear with settlements that there's some kind of concession. There is no concession here. This is a complete surrender on the part of the Trump campaign. And the last step is to submit it to the court so the court can approve it. So um, we're, we're in that process right now. And just this week, and this is you're the first to hear this if you're watching right Right now, it, the judge in our case gave us preliminary approval of that settlement. So pending a fairness hearing, which is coming up in October, um, if anybody objects, if any former Trump staffers, oh my God, object to being released from their obligations, which there are none, they are basically just being given freedom to speak the truth now without fear of the financial you know, threat of financial ruin that I endured. Um, if they don't have any objections, then this will go forward for final approval. But it was a huge first first step this week, um, a prim preliminary approval of our class action settlement to forever void all 2016 Trump campaign non-disclosure agreements. Well, congratulations. And really, it's a victory for all of us that you fought for. I mean, when you prevailed on your claim to vitiate the NDA you had, you could have stopped there. Um, but it was important for you to make this a class action so that Donald Trump's attempt to silence everybody um, could not take place. So thank you for uh, fighting that fight for democracy. Thank you for hosting Lights On on the Midas Touch Network. And thank you for joining us, Jessica Denson, on this historic day. We appreciate your time. Of course, join us tomorrow on Lights On. We will we will do this and much more tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and Ben, I know you have some other clips to show, and we're going to get some other incredible guests uh, on the program. And you don't want to miss the guests who we have. Uh, Michael Cohen. <laughs> okay, okay, it's Michael Cohen. Michael, Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's former attorney, will be on the show shortly. We are working. I can't on that. keep a secret. I can't <laughs> keep a secret. You, are, you know what? You are really bad at secrets. You've yeah. always been bad at secrets, Ben. I mean, how are we going to keep that a secret? Every, everyone was in the chat. They were like, "Can we get Michael Cohen on? Can you get Michael Cohen on?" We, want, we, Listen, we aim Michael to Cohen. please. We aim to please. I, I want to give you some of these stats, and and these were just posted by Judd Judd Legum, who uh, runs a very uh, you know popular uh, website. Uh, he's a journalist um, about the conviction rate of the DOJ because I think this is an important perspective to have going into all the indictments that were just dropped against Donald Trump and the indictments to come by the federal government against Donald Trump and why 
this means that the Justice Department believes that they can secure a conviction. And we need to look no further than 2022. Among the federal criminal defendants in 2022, 294 of those cases went to trial. 65,462 people were convicted and sentenced. They had a 99.6% conviction rate. 99.6% conviction rate in the DOJ in their federal trials. So that is an important data point. I would say uh, going forward, as we uh, you know, as we start talking about trial dates and the next steps that happen here, um, that's that's a pretty big deal, folks. And I think it's something that should be keeping Donald Trump up at night. And once again, this is just the first of many. Donald Trump hit for the classified documents and his willful retention and conspiracy and obstruction here, but the January six case, guys, still going on. This is just the very beginning. The meltdown we're seeing online right now from these right-wing figures who have been gaslighting their audience is really a, a sight to behold. And the thing is, there what I've noticed these days is there's really no distinction whatsoever between like these right-wing MAGA influencers who try to make their people as angry as possible always and spew hate and disinformation always. There's no functional difference right now between them and the actual Republicans in the government, the actual, especially in the House of Representatives with people like Jim, Jim Jordan and James Comer. And looking at people like Charlie Kirk, who has a bizarrely outsized influence on the party right now, you could see he is freaking out right now, a statement that Charlie Kirk just made, uh, a demand uh, if you will, of the he's other Republican candidates. He's, he's, he's making a demand, <laughs> folks. Come on. Charlie Kirk says every quote unquote Republican running for president should suspend their campaign and go to Miami <laughs> as a show of support. And here's the threat by Charlie. If you don't, you are you part don't. of the problem. Either we have an opposition party or we don't. Go, all caps, to Miami Tuesday. Show solidarity or we will mark you as part of the opposition. Uh, scary, Charlie. I'm sure dun, everybody dun, is dun. going to take your your absolutely brilliant advice of suspending their campaigns right now. You know, by the way, the rest of these Republican candidates, the reason, one of the reasons why we have seen so many people enter this election in the past few days and weeks is because they too saw the writing on the wall and they too viewed this as one of their opportunities. One of the things I love right now is we're seeing the factions breaking mm -hmm. in the Republican party. They're all at war with each other. And this indictment is going to further drive a wedge in between these people. And we see this because there's another one of these far right commentators who I think is a DeSantis guy. His name is Charge Cardillo or Cardillo. He posted a response to Charlie Kirk saying, nope, this is ludicrous. I didn't see Trump showing outside, showing up outside courthouses when January 6th defendants were sentenced. People are entitled to their own ambitions and political career paths. Wow. We're going to continue to see this, to see this divide. We're going to continue to, to see the Republican Party 
eat itself from within. Spiraling. Meanwhile, you have House Republicans, Senate Republicans, all the above. They're all also joining in on this cacophony of voices, just absolutely unloading, just desperation dripping off these tweets. Josh Hawley and Marjorie Taylor Greene chiming in. Josh Hawley, if the people in power can jail their political opponents at will, we don't have a republic. We're not. Nobody is being jailed against their will. This is the process of due. We're witnessing due process right now. This is. It's literally what happened. And you, Josh Hawley, you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you, Charlie Kirk, want to put Donald Trump above the law. You speak about banana republics. That is a banana republic. Marjorie Taylor Greene has just been on an absolute spree right now. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republicans need to stop fighting and be the party of every man for himself and need to stop fighting each other. <laughs> Democrats are arresting their political enemies and they work together in corrupt ways to get it done. It's time for Republicans to unify. No more nonsense. And then she also wrote like this, this like, Killer manifest like manifesto, whoa, yeah, which I, which I'm not going to read. But don't read that. But screen, if you do like, read it, if you do read it, do it in that same exact voice that you just did. Democrats for- must literally <laughs> shake with sweats when they see the amazing. I, I'm between that. I'm between Trump. that, and, and when Ben does the Pence impression for who does the best impression. They must stay up awake in the middle of the night with panic. A thoughts are winning. Blah blah blah. Okay, okay, okay. Enough, Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Green. I mean, give me a freaking break. The fear is palpable absolutely palpable and um i just need a note right now also you're going to see a lot of desperation you're going to see a lot of really bad takes also and Mm -hmm. it's going to be the same takes we also saw before the midterms it's going to be the same takes that we saw after the manhattan indictment you're going to have some people genuinely say this is actually a good thing for donald trump this is oh donald trump just won the way for those takes trump (laughs) Trump just won the election. Republican <laughs> just won the election. No, actually, actually, most people. people think that people who very credibly are accused of committing crimes mm-hmm. should be arrested and that justice should prevail. I want to give a quick shout out to the Midas merch out there. And for all the people uh, rocking the Midas merch, we have our indictment season gear right now on the Midas Touch website, which is absolutely incredible. Make sure to check it out at store.midastouch.com. We got all the incredible pride gear for this month. Make sure to check it out at store.midastouch.com. And we had a lot of fun the other day, you guys, on the uh, Patreon Zoom chat that we did with all the Midas Mighty patrons a lot of fun if you want to join and meet us face to face in the future you can check that out at patreon.com slash midas touch we went three hours we went three hours answered all the questions (laughs) and i'm sure had we done it today or the day after the indictment, we would have been on that call for six hours answering every question. <laughs> so I'm sure there would have been even more. Uh, but I know those people were extra prepared. Uh, all, all, all the patrons were extra prepared for today after and such good questions and such good. It's so good to see everybody and meet everybody face to face. Such an incredible, incredible experience. So it's an honor and privilege to announce our next guest, my co-host on the podcast, Political Beatdown, appearing for the first time on any network in the world following this announcement that Donald Trump has been indicted by special (laughs) counsel Jack Smith. Yes, we have the one and only Michael Cohen exclusively here on the Midas Touch Network. Michael Cohen, how are you doing and your reaction? It's good to see you, boys. 
Uh, what's my reaction? Well, just coming back from a pre-birthday for my wife. Uh, Happy birthday. When I received birthday. the wonderful, wonderful Micellus Brothers request. Would you join us tonight? Interestingly enough, we had just sat down at the restaurant, Bed Roman, uh, which is at the time Warner Center, phenomenal, phenomenal food Great with some friends. <laughs> when all of a sudden my phone starts buzzing and then Uh-oh. it's buzzing some more. And obviously it's one of two things. It's either some family bad news or it's bad news about Donald. And this obviously was the answer. This had to do, of course, with, you know, with Donald and the indictment now coming out of Jack Smith. And it's funny because, Ben, uh, you and I talked today on Political Beatdown when I had said that I believe that sometime today that they were going to announce this indictment. I had heard from a series of individuals that are still on the inside. And so I decided that the only right thing to do, and I did this with Sarah Burris at Ross Story, I gave her a quote. And the quote was, well, it says, when he heard the news on Thursday that his former employer had been indicted on federal charges, Cohen was celebrating with family, but not for the indictment for his wife's pre-birthday. And speaking to Ross Story, he said that he, and here's the quote, remains impressed at the expeditiousness of special counsel Jack Smith. I then went on to say, and again, going back to the quote, Smith will undoubtedly ensure that Donald Trump is held accountable for his actions. Once again, Donald has created a first, as he is now not only the first former president indicted on state charges, but he additionally holds the title of former president indicted on federal charges. Mazel. So, you know, she thought... She thought that that was funny, and I truly mean it. The guy now holds both, you know, both titles. He's indicted on state charges and indicted on federal charges. And the importance to that is because there are state charges, even somehow, should Donald Trump figure out how to get pardoned for this, that pardon would not affect the state indictment or the state charges should charges come down the road. He would not have any effect upon that. The only person who could pardon you for state crime, of course, is the governor. And I don't think that that's going to happen either. Did anything about this surprise you, this indictment? Seven counts we're learning about, willful retention of national defense records, conspiracy, obstruction of justice. Uh, It was brought in the Miami Division Federal Court in the Southern District of Florida. Coincidentally, it's the same courthouse where Donald Trump filed that frivolous lawsuit against you for $500 million. Um, Anything that that made you uh, a little bit surprised by this or or did you think this was going to happen? No, I thought this was going to happen. You and I have spoken about this, you know, quite a bit on um, political beatdown. Uh, I didn't think it was going to take this long. In fact, I had thought that the indictment was going to come down on Monday. So I was off by a couple of days, but it's right in line with what we all knew. Now, one of the things that we have to all remember here is that the Evidence, the documentary evidence, the recordings, the documents, the testimony, whether it's going to be of Mark Meadows or any of the 
folks that were there on the inside is so overwhelming that I am always confounded when there are individuals who refuse to acknowledge the truth, they refuse to acknowledge the facts, the documentary evidence, and they will continue for whatever their reason might be. They will continue to stay on message. They will stay on course and continue to regurgitate the same lies that they keep hearing, whether it's Newsmax, OAN, or Fox, or whoever else it might be. Laura Loomer, uh, who today, you know, I had a couple of words with. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really amazing to me that they continue to spread this Donald misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, as if facts don't matter. Well, here's one thing that we're learning, all right? Facts do matter, and so does accountability. And this is now, once again, proof positive that the wheels of justice may turn slowly, but they do ultimately come full circle. Mm -hmm. And Donald is feeling this each and every day, and there's more to come. Cohen, I want to let you get back to the pre-birthday, and this is another celebration, but I want to read you what Kevin McCarthy just posted, and I want to get your reaction to it. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the weakest speaker of the House in American history, wrote, Today is indeed a dark day for the United States of America. It is unconscionable for a president to indict the leading candidate opposing him. Joe Biden kept classified documents for decades. I and every American who believes in the rule of law stand with President Trump against this grave injustice. House Republicans will hold this brazen weaponization of power accountable. Your response? Okay, first and foremost, Kevin McCarthy's an idiot. That is not accurate. It is a gross distortion of any and all of the facts that are inherent in this case. Joe Biden did not indict Donald Trump, all right? Donald Trump was, in, was indicted by the Department of Justice, by Merrick Garland, after the special counsel, Jack Smith, made the recommendation. I mean, it is truly an incredible thing. The way, again, that they promote this, these lies, that these factually inaccurate statements again and again and again, Joe Biden did not indict Donald Trump. Department of Justice did because Donald Trump broke the law. All right. Now, whether or not he'll be held you know, guilty, whether or not he'll be found guilty uh, at trial is another story. But for the moment, there is a belief that Donald Trump broke the law. And there's certainly enough evidence there that Merrick Garland decided to go forward and to indict. This is big for Merrick Garland. This is big, of course, for Jack Smith. Why? Well, the answer is because Merrick Garland, as we all know, is not a guy that acts too quickly. He's not a guy that, you know, that moves on any of this. He is as slow and methodical as anyone, and it infuriates me beyond anything. But he did. But today we are seeing that no one is above the law. And I know a lot of people say, oh, that's just a Democratic talking point. And I say bullshit. It is not a Democratic talking point. It is an American talking point that no one is above the law. Not you, Ben, not me, not Jordy, not Brett, none of us, and certainly not Donald J. Trump. 
So he could sit there and try to talk about the weaponization by the Biden administration against him because the Biden administration and everybody, all the Democrats, we're all nervous and scared because he is the front runner and he's going to be the Republican nominee. And according to him and his fake bullshit, that all of a sudden, you know, that Biden is afraid of him because he's beating Biden in the polls as well. The guy has an incredible, incredible sense of imagination. Um, it's just not true. And it's not the Biden administration that indicted him. That's not how the system works. If Donald had any idea what he was talking about. Cohen, what's next? Should we you think we're going to see indictments relating to Donald Trump's election interference in Washington, D.C.? What are you waiting to see happen? Yeah, I think that that is imminent. Uh, I would say that they're not going to do it uh, probably until either the end of this month or the beginning of the next month. And the reason for that is because they're giving each each one of these cases its own opportunity to deal with the, we'll call it, you know, the fallout. Either if you are obviously an anti-Trumper, there's a fallout here, and it's a positive fallout. If you are a MAGA, you know, Trump supporter, there's obviously a fallout here, which is the attacks. You know, they are allowing each case to stand on its own. I believe, of course, like most people, the next case will come out of the district attorney's office in Georgia, Fannie Willis, uh, for the attempt to you know, overturn the free and fair election. I do unfortunately believe that the case for January 6th is an incredibly difficult case. You know, it reminds me of when you had the whole Lehman estate. Uh, scenario that was going on. And everybody said, well, how can this happen? How does something like this happen? And then the answer was because they were too big to fail. I think I hate to say it too, that the issue with January 6th is it's almost like too big to tackle. And you say, well, how is that possible? How can it be too big? They have over a million documents and each one of those documents are relevant. And they interviewed like a thousand people for what would amount to a full year, seven days a week, 24-7 testimony by individuals. They have to go through all of that testimony. They're just, in, just to establish the, the list of what documents you're going to use and who you're going to call as witnesses and so on, it's not like it's one person, two people, three people, like Alvin Bragg's case, like even this case, um, you know, which may have five, six, whatever, 10 people, that's manageable. But the amount of information, the number of people that testify with important information is so staggering. In that case, meaning the January 6th case, I do truly believe that it's going to be difficult for them to bring because by the time that this thing comes to, you know, comes to a head and is ready for trial, we're probably talking about four years. I think that's why special counsel Jack Smith is very focused on the wire fraud charges and the kind of grift that Donald Trump engaged in with all of his political action organizations and the fake organizations that actually didn't exist. He said that there was an election defense fund uh, and raised hundreds of millions of dollars that didn't exist. And so special counsel Jack Smith used to lead the public integrity division within the Department of Justice. So he's 
very used to uh, document-oriented cases and financial cases and showing the records uh, to a jury like that. So I think that's one of the ways Special Counsel Jack Smith is dealing with the breadth and scope of the January 6 charges by also making it very focused on uh, some very tangible document-based crimes in addition to the broader crimes, which I think Special Counsel Jack Smith, if there's anything we've learned about him, he is fearless. So this is something that I think he's going to pursue. Final words from you, Cohen, uh, before you go back. And of course, we want to wish your wife a happy birthday uh, from us here, from all the brigaders and everybody in the Midas Mighty. Also, Cohen, when, the- Cohen, when's the birthday? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, Ben, you should really allow your brothers to get a word in here. I mean, you've become like this Mike Hog, right? You see what I, Cohen, you see Man. what I deal with between Ben, between Brett? I mean, half the time I just sit here and stare oh, at them. No, Cohen, no, let me ask you, when, when's, I love the info that they bring. When, when's the birthday? Uh, the birthday is in, uh, well, I don't want to give out her birthday, <laughs> but it's a pre-birthday <laughs> celebration. I'm just saying, because my birthday is a couple days away. So this was a nice, uh, As is hers. there we As go. Is so hers. this birthday is a nice, is a, few days away, nice right? a, a nice pre-birthday celebration for us all, isn't it? Final words, yeah. Michael so, Cohen. So what question, what question do either of you two have? <laughs> I mean, I just want to get all your thoughts on all of it, Cohen. What are your final thoughts right now coming out of this? How are you feeling? <laughs> How are you taking the news? You must be, uh, you must have some sort of relief right now, at least, that these charges were brought. I know you've been very critical of Merrick Garland throughout there. Has this process at all now being on the other side of this indictment? Uh, does it reflecting now on your feelings about Merrick Garland, have those changed at all? No. No, in fact, you know, I remain exactly the same. Look, I am, I am glad that Merrick Garland finally did, you know, what we all knew a long time ago, you know, needed to be done. It doesn't change the fact that, you know, he is incredibly slow. Uh, many people like to use the term methodical. I just use the term slow. The problem that you have with the delays is, you know, it's going to bring the case, knowing the way that Trump delayed, delayed, delay, right? Any um, and all of these matters will put this case potentially smack into the middle of the campaign when it finally comes to trial. And that's problematic, all right? This case, like uh, even, you know, many people, myself included, said Alvin Bragg should have brought his case a year ago when um, Mark Pomerantz, you know, gave him the goods. Well, he didn't. That's okay. This case is already on track and it'll move forward and it'll move hopefully expeditiously. My concern is that you know, with the delay tactics that Trump counsel tend to employ as part of the playbook, will it interfere, uh, you know, with the trial? And will the trial then fall around the same time as the campaign? And we all know that there is an unwritten rule that you do not bring charges or trials and stuff like that uh, during a certain time period before the election. And that, to me, is disappointing. So they do need to move um, quickly uh, and expeditiously on all of this. You know, I'll also answer another part of that question. When we were at this restaurant this evening, 
I can't tell you the number of people who came over, wanted to shake my hand and say thank you for all that you have done. And I appreciate the well wishes by all of them. Did they say, sir, Michael Cohen, sir, they want to, sir. what an amazing, thank you, sir. And give you hugs and kisses. And they have tears coming yeah, well, down their eyes. I, I, you know, you do get a lot of folks coming over. They want to shake your hand. They want to take a, a photo with you, a selfie and so on. And I do really appreciate uh, the support from these folks. Let's not forget, you know, so many of these folks are also supporters uh, as it relates to the GoFundMe that I have mm. for that $500 million lawsuit, that frivolous lawsuit that Donald brought in order to, you know, um, hurt me. And I tell everybody the same thing, and I do truly mean it. It's, I am not happy that Donald Trump was indicted by the state, meaning the district attorney of New York. I am not ecstatic or elated that Donald was tonight, you know, indicted on seven counts by the, by the DOJ, by the federal government. I am not. All right. My my feelings about Donald Trump should have zero impact on what results for any of these indictments and so on. You know, I don't want to see Donald Trump or anyone for that matter indicted, prosecuted, charged, incarcerated, because I fundamentally disagree with just about everything that comes out of their mouth or Donald's mouth. I want to see him indicted, prosecuted, charged, convicted, and, and, you know, um, and incarcerated because he did something wrong that can be proven in a court of law. And I do believe, as Ben had said so eloquently, that Jack Smith is a true pro. He is a real professional. This case would not be where it is today if Jack Smith and or Merrick Garland had even an iota of doubt as it relates to this case. I believe Jack Smith thinks he has an ironclad open and shut case. I believe the documentary evidence that they have will demonstrate that. Not only are they documents, but you have recordings, you have testimony from people who are insiders, potentially even Mark Meadows here. Um, this is not a good day for Donald Trump. I will say it is a good day for, uh, you know, for law uh, and for accountability. And, you know, we just all have to tamp this down now. And I mean that on both sides, you know, uh, left and right. Just allow the process to continue and mm -hmm. allow him to be held accountable for what they can prove in a court of law. Michael Cohen, thank you so much for making the Midas Touch Network your first destination to react to this historic news. It is truly an honor for us and all of the Midas Mighty and Brigaders watching out there to uh, hear from you first here. Uh, it means a lot. Also, check out Cohen's podcast, the Mea Culpa podcast. You can search it wherever podcasts are available. And of course, the podcast I co-host with Michael Cohen, Political Beatdown, and we do live political beatdowns, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern, every Tuesday and Thursday. And everybody, make sure you subscribe to the Midas Touch Network. Thank you, Michael all to Cohen. The Midas Mighty. Thank you, boys. All right, Brett, Jordy, Ben. Sir. Always great to see you. You guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing because I say this on every one of my podcasts on Maya Culpa. I say it with with um, Ben on every political beatdown. Vote blue.
It is so important that you are registered to vote. Make sure that you are, because we do need to bring the blue wave so that accountability continues to be had against all of these, all of these seditionists. Thank you so much, Michael Cohen. And I'll see you next time. It's going to be an exciting political beatdown that we oh, do yeah. together on uh, Tuesday. En- en- enjoy the enjoy the pre-birthday. Okay, as Michael Cohen said, no one is above the law. No one is above the law. Guess what we just made? We just made no one is above the law gear. We no. are quick here at the Midas. Let's uh, go. We're, we're quick here. Let's pull it up. Store.MidasTouch.com. We've got the shirts. We've got the stickers. No one is above the law. It's you can get design. that right now at Store.MidasTouch.com. I feel like, you know, when the championship team wins the uh, <laughs> like wins the Super yes, Bowl or the yes, World Series. Yes. And they they get the shirts. Those, they print those shirts print right them. away. Got a, quite the operation we got here. I think shirts Salty, and stickers. The legendary Salty who edits and who produces. He actually designed these shirts in the past five minutes. No one salt. is above. Salt. That's why everybody <laughs> continues to drop the salt emojis in the chat. A drop huge shout out to the salt man himself. Store. I want to also say, I want to give it, I guess, store.midastouch.com. And if you notice in the design, so we could describe the design oh, to the listeners, it's pretty cool. It says, oh. no one is above the law. And the hole in the A for law is Donald Trump in an orange jumpsuit with the prison bars going over him. <laughs> Salty, <laughs> Salty snaps with this one. Yes, great, great work, Salty. I also got to give a shout out. There was a very funny prediction earlier in the week by oh one of goodness. our yes. by, by one of our followers. I think we have it in here. So this is a huge shout out on Twitter to Emily E. Collins seven one sixteen, who had this Emily. is just this is just science, folks. Uh, she's Emily said, okay, at be my cellist, got a haircut. That's me. I got a haircut and then Trump got indicted the first time. He visited Long Island and then Santos got indicted. So I'm calling it now. Jack Smith indicts Trump on June 9th maybe june 12th in honor of brett's birthday bold predict bold prediction i'm just following the data hashtag brett brings indictments and it ended up being a day early but that was a pretty good data point at the end of the day to to look to i mean emily total rock star just following the lead of the channel here which is just follow the data and the data says every time brett seemingly has a big event come up in his life something major happens that we need to pull him away from wherever he is to get him back on the screen emily great prediction there following the data i went to london and boris johnson stepped down i like like i'm like i'm like batting a thousand over here folks i'm I'm just saying we're we're getting a lot right now of the reaction from the right wing echo chamber and they are let's just say not too happy about the news. They don't seem to be taking it too well. And we're looking in right now at Fox and Fox has Mark Levin on. Mark Levin. (laughs) And and welcome Mark Levin to the show. Mark, how do you feel about the Trump indictment? This isn't, this is an outrage. (laughs) This is a complete catastrophe. Not here in America. 
That's, as that's good as Mark, Ben's as I good am, as I'm Ben's with, impression is, how can we that have, happen? I mean, how does anybody listen to this? I mean, like the guy's voice. I, you know, I remember this Mark Levin guy because <laughs> growing up, he was always on all the right wing radio, and I remember that voice. But he's like, yeah. he's their he's their main go to now. Man. Can you believe it? They've crossed the, <laughs> they've crossed the Rubicon. Here, Ben's not even exaggerating. Clip. Yeah, let's 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 play this clip of Mark Levin uh, from a few minutes ago. I'll tell you something. There are tens of millions of us. You have crossed the Rubicon twice, which has never been done. And we will never forgive you. Never, ever. And that's the bottom line. I'm done. Oh, my goodness. Wait. Yeah, ben, you said, oh, my God. You've crossed the I, Rubicon I haven't listened to 33 him. times. You've crossed the Rubicon. You did the Rubicon 34 times. You I, I, by the way, I hadn't watched that clip, so I had no clue. You didn't know he was going to go Rubicon? I knew he was going to go Rubicon, but I'll pretend I didn't. <laughs> but, 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 you, but you didn't watch it, and you didn't hear the way he I said it. You still, you I'm read done. it. You read the transcript. So let, let, let's, let's play the other clip we have of Mark Levin also, just to get the full Mark Levin experience tonight. They're wow. throwing all these process crimes and all these crimes that grow out of the criminal investigation against Trump. What did he do with the documents? Did he sell them to the enemy? No, that's why we have an espionage act, not the trick of a I president. Mean, maybe, maybe he did. What did he do? Did he burn them all? No, the government has all the documents back. So there is no violation of the Presidential Records Act at this point. But they throw the book at him. They go after his attorneys. They make them testify. They're attorneys under the crime fraud exemption to attorney-client privilege. That means he didn't have due process. His own lawyers were being subjected to interrogations, and they had hundreds of in-person people testifying in front of grand juries, thousands of collections of documents. For what? For what? And they indict him today? They indict him today in Miami? All of a sudden it's in Miami? All of a sudden we have a Florida grand jury? Because the moron in Washington figured out that there are venue issues that could lose him his case. This guy that- I think he's describing the legal, I mean, like has anybody explained to him? Yeah. Like there's like- Because the he wants to win his exception. case. <laughs> crime fraud exception, do you know? Okay, so the crime fraud exception, a federal judge in Washington DC found that Donald Trump was utilizing a lawyer for the commission of ongoing crimes such that the attorney-client privilege could not be asserted. Donald Trump tried to assert the attorney-client privilege, um, but it was determined that he was using the lawyer to commit obstruction of justice. Donald Trump had due process. He went before a federal judge. He then went before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and they all ruled the crime fraud exception applied. That is called due process. And so now special counsel Jack Smith filed the case in Miami to address venue issues. It's filed in the place with the appropriate venue and the appropriate forum for these crimes because special counsel Jack Smith could have filed them in Washington, D.C. There could be multiple venues for certain crimes. But as Brett pointed out earlier, special counsel Jack Smith didn't want Donald Trump's team to file all of these venue motions to try to delay and delay and delay these things. That sounds like justice, you know, to me. And 
you know, all of the questions that are being asked. What did he give it to the enemy? Yeah, he may have. He, he actually may have done that. Um, that seems to be one of the things that is to be part yeah, of the investigation. <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the investigation. And you know th- th- that whole approach, though, you know, it is you know the the MAGA Republicans they're gaslighters, but all the way up they use tactics of an abuser, right? Because that mm-hmm. is ultimately the tactics of a fascist, right? And when you go to someone with an abusive personality or a malignant narcissism with facts and logic, like what do they do? How do they respond to that usually, right? You know, do they coolly and calmly respond and go, well, let me explain this. No, no, no. They yell and they throw things and they pound the table and they hope that people yell at them. And when they yell at him, they'll go, oh my God, they must be selling it so loud that he must be right. But no, that's not that. That's not normal. That's not normal behavior. Okay, like 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 that 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 isn't. And we need to call that out. That that isn't the way a civilized society conducts discourse. What you say, I'm doing that to mock him. But that's not the way yeah. you function as a democracy. I want to show you this clip coming in. I think it's a clip from CNN with uh, Jim Trusty, one of Donald Trump's lawyers, who is anything but trusty. Here, let's let's play mm-hmm. this clip. I haven't seen it yet, but let's play it. Do you have a copy of this indictment? Now, we haven't been provided with the indictment yet. What we have right now is essentially a summons, which is a replacement for a warrant, right? Normally, indictments are accompanied by a warrant where there's an arrest. Here, we've received a summons from the Department of Justice asking us to be uh, at the courthouse Tuesday at 3 o'clock. And does it say how many charges there are against your client? It Again, it doesn't perfectly mirror an indictment, but it does have some language in it that suggests what the seven charges would be. Not 100% clear that all of those are separate charges, but they basically break out from an Espionage Act charge, which is ludicrous under the facts of this case, and I, I can certainly explain it, and several obstruction-based type charges, and then false statement charges, which are actually, again, kind of a, a crazy stretch just from the facts as we know it. So there's a lot to pick at eventually from the defense side, but that appears to be the charges, and it appears to be something that will uh, get off the ground on Tuesday. Okay, so you're confirming it is seven charges. You said there's an Espionage, espionage Act charge. Is there one on the willful retention of documents? Yeah, that's it. It's, we're talking 18 U.S.C. 793. Uh, and then there are several 18 U.S.C. 1512, 1519s. I know it's great television, right, to cite these numbers. But the bottom line is it breaks down to the retention charge, as you would call it, obstructions and false statement. And is there a conspiracy charge in here? Uh, I believe so. I don't have it in front of me right now. Again, this is not biblically accurate because I'm not looking at a charging document, I'm looking at a summary sheet. So there's language in there that might actually be uh, reflecting a single count instead of two, but I think there was a conspiracy count as well. There you have it right there. Uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, Jim Trusty, confirming the seven counts, one under the Espionage Act, conspiracy, obstruction of justice. Uh, those were listed in the summons for Donald Trump to appear uh, at a federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday, where he will be arraigned for these very, very serious crimes. Things to be looking out for is uh, what judge is ultimately going to be assigned the case, what conditions are going to be placed on bail. 
These are very serious charges. And so will there be travel restrictions? Will there be anybody else who is criminally indicted as well? Has anyone else at this point in time that we are unaware of been criminally indicted? And this is breaking right now from the messenger. Um, and again, we'll do our best to uh, promptly inform everybody or change things if the reporting ever appears to be um, incorrect in any way. So I, I'll just give you that proviso. It's very important for us here at the Midas Touch Network to get this all right. Uh, and things are moving fast. But a second person is expected to be charged alongside Donald Trump in the handling of the classified documents, the messenger reports case. It's unclear if the unidentified second defendant will be named in the same indictment as Trump or in a separate charging document. One of the individuals who I'm interested in is Walt Nauta, one of Donald Trump's uh, aides, the individual who was moving the boxes, who was caught on the surveillance footage, who first told the Department of Justice and then Special Counsel Jack Smith that he was not moving the boxes. And then the DOJ subpoenaed the surveillance footage and found out the day before the DOJ arrived at Mar-a-Lago, this Walt Nauta was moving the boxes. And what seemed to be taking place as one of Donald Trump's lawyers, Evan Corcoran, was in the storage room looking at boxes to respond to the subpoena. Donald Trump had this other individual, Walt Nauta, moving the boxes to other areas uh, at, at the same time. Um, and you know, one of the things that was listed there that has not been getting a lot of reporting, um, you know, and, and you heard Jim Trusty say it, that's why I'm going to be mentioning it is 18 U.S. 1512, um, which is witness tampering. Um, and so we heard that from the mouth of Jim Trusty uh, right now, um, and and that's big as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, let's also note a conspiracy charge. Uh, you have to be conspiring with others uh, for conspiracy right typically. Point. So uh, <laughs> there will be others going down as a result of this. And the New York Times is confirming uh, my analysis uh, from earlier, hey. uh, saying that the venue decision for Florida was to have a stronger case and to avoid any other sorts of fights over venue issues and whatnot. So so there you go, folks. I mean, I, I don't know if this means I should be the new host of Legal AF podcast on the Minus Touch Network or or what, but uh, but but not too bad. But what a historic day um, for everybody joining us today. Interesting to see Jim Trusty uh, get right out there and uh, and and try to get on the case. We're also hearing that another Trump lawyer is apparently going to be taking a outsized role in this, and that is Todd Blanche, who is a, a white collar criminal defense lawyer who had uh, left his case to uh, to work with uh, Donald Trump, and so. So more lawyers, uh, you know, taking charge here in the mix. I think Donald Trump, even though he's th probably thought at some moment that this was coming, I think he believed a little bit of his own gaslighting that they might not do it or that they were going to hold off or that it was going to happen later. I think he had a lot of people around him who were saying that people wouldn't bring the case. And now reality has caught up with them. He cannot gaslight his way out of this. The Republican Party is in complete disarray. They are eating each other from within. They are posting the it. most irresponsible comments, the most anti-American 
comments, yep. the most traitorous comments that you could possibly imagine. They are lying to their supporters. They are lying to their voters. They are lying to the American public about how the justice system works. It is com- a complete disgrace. And that is from these MAGA influencers all the way up to people like House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who accused President Biden of directly bringing this indictment, which is just completely disgusting. And Kevin McCarthy has vowed revenge from the weaponization committee against the DOJ for these actions. Just absolutely disgusting. Almost seems like Kevin wants to find his way to an obstruction charge <laughs> with all this, but it's just- Well, you know, they hide, do you, you raise hide a serious the, point. Hide behind the process, right? The legislative you raise, of Congress. Exactly. There's a legislative speech and debate clause immunity. And if there, if that didn't exist- Frankly, all of these MAGA Republicans would be guilty of obstruction. The very committees they create are obstruction of justice committees. I've never seen before in the history of the United States, the government, in this case, the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives, Mm -hmm. so truly weaponize committees in the House of Representatives to protect a private citizen. And then to refer to that private citizen as the president, to call him, we're doing this for President Trump, it is a freaking disgrace to our democracy. These people, the Jim Jordans, the Matt Gates, the Lauren Boat, they're frankly everybody, the Kevin McCarthy. It is notably it is absent all- from the statements tonight, though. We have not heard from the one and only Mitch McConnell who has been noticeably <laughs> silent thus far. Mitch McConnell obviously has a very contentious relationship with Donald Trump. I think Mitch McConnell probably wants to see Donald Trump go down more than almost any other Republican out there. Although when he was faced with the opportunity to do so, he could have taken Donald Trump out during the impeachment and Mitch McConnell yep. refused. And that's one of the reasons why the Republicans right now are caught up in all of this. Let's let's be clear yeah. that McConnell Bear is a lot to blame for the situation that Republicans find themselves in. And we are just getting this in from Asa Hutchinson, um, the Arkansas former Republican governor of Arkansas, former Republican governor of Arkansas. And I want to just read this as we pull it up. The ASA for America campaign released the following statement today in regard to the indictment of former President Donald J. Trump. The statement can be attributed to Governor Asa Hutchinson, quote, with the news that Donald Trump has been indicted for the second time, our country finds itself in a position that weakens our democracy. Donald Trump's actions from his willful disregard for the Constitution to his disrespect for the rule of law should not define our nation or the Republican Party. This is a sad day for our country. While Donald Trump is entitled to the presumption of innocence, the ongoing criminal proceedings will be a major distraction. This reaffirms the need for Donald Trump to respect the office and end his campaign. Governor Asa Hutchinson, the 46th governor of Arkansas and a current Republican candidate for president. So that are those are strong words right there from former Governor Asa Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. I would expect to see a fair amount of Republicans take that stance as well. Yep. And then you're also going to see the backlash to those who take that stance because as we've said on this show, what we witness in the Republican Party right now is we're witnessing a cult. And the cult totally. doesn't like people who turn against the cult. They are viewed as suppressive people, the same way Scientology works, the same way other cults work. That is how the cult here 
works with Donald Trump. So you're going to see some people like Asa Hutchinson pull away. Then you're going to see backlash to people like Asa Hutchinson. And this is going to be one of the tensions that we see within the Republican Party as we head into 2024. This back and forth, which is going to be a lot about loyalty, not to the United States of America, but about their loyalty that they pledge to one man, Donald Trump. And that is fund- fundamentally anti-American, and we should all be looking to see how that plays out. But here at the Midas Touch Network, we follow the rule of law. We respect those people Mm -hmm. who follow the rule of law. And this is a very good day for justice and a very good day for our democracy. This live stream was, for most of it, the number one live stream in the world, in the world. And I am so honored that all of you have spent this time with us. And I know that you could spend it anywhere. There are a lot of other news networks that exist. There are a lot of other people reporting uh, this news. But what is always important is that our North Star is always unapologetically Mm -hmm. pro-democracy, not both sidesing the issues, but also making sure that we dissect all of this breaking news at a very granular level and in a way that is kind of easier to understand and contextualized uh, with its ramifications. And so I'm so honored that all of you have joined us for this live stream. For those who are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast on audio. It is so super simple to do, and it's one of the easiest ways that you can help out this show. Just whatever audio podcast device you use, just search Midas Touch Podcast, hit subscribe, leave a five-star review. It is very, very helpful. And for those who just listen on audio podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. If you're watching this and you are not subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, subscribe and make sure you set your notifications so you get all of the alerts for all of the breaking news, all of the news updates we do. On any given day, we try to do about eight to 10 news stories. We usually have about one, depending on the day, to three live stream programs throughout the day. Some incredible shows, everything from Political Beatdown with Michael Cohen, the Midas Touch podcast, Legal AF, Lights On with Jessica Denson, The Weekend Show, we got MAGA Uncovered, Burn the Boats, and, and just so much more. For those watching on YouTube also, you may notice on the bottom right of the YouTube you'll see that dollar sign button and you may see people who have badges um, who are members of the YouTube page. And so if you want to help support the growth of this network, we don't have outside investors. One way to do that is to purchase that badge. And if you already have a badge, you can buy the membership badge for other people. And so you just click on that dollar sign, you make a uh, payment there, and you can buy other people memberships. And so that's one of the ways we fund this program and fund our research and fund our production and fund our editing. And I'd love to see everybody have that badge. So for those who can buy other people badges, um, we'd appreciate that, but definitely no pressure. Same thing with our Patreon site. It's a different membership at Patreon. 
As Brett mentioned, one of the features that we have at Patreon is we host these Zoom meetings where me and my two brothers, we spend however long it takes to answer every single question. So you can meet us. You have the opportunity to ask us a question. We did one of those yesterday, the day before this historic day where Donald Trump is indicted, where we spent three hours just answering every single question that was asked. And it was so great to see the community on that Zoom chat. So for that, you search patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch, M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. And there's a lot of other membership perks there as well. Like there's one tier where you could become an honorary producer. You get a big poster showing that you're a producer and your name appears in these historic broadcasts. Your name shows up at the end of the episode. Here are our honorary producers producers. And again, no pressure. If you can't do it, you know, no worries. But like you see, for example, too, there are clubs that uh, have joined. There are organizations like the Bipolar Support Club International. You can buy these uh, honorary producers for other people. And again, that supports our pro-democracy content. And then finally, go to store.midastouch.com. That helps as well with our pro-democracy content. And there's some great merch that Salty just cooked up and made, just like this was a championship game. We got the No One Is Above the Law shirts. These sell out very, very quickly. We got the No One Is Above the Law Uh, stickers. You go to store.midastouch.com. We also have a lot of other great gear and we got mugs and make attorneys get attorneys and convict 45 or convict 45. So many, I read banned books, really great merch, high quality stuff, 100% union made, 100% made in the United States. And again, I just want to thank all of you for watching this historic coverage. Donald Trump has been criminally indicted by special counsel Jackson. Smith, seven counts, espionage act, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, witness tampering. We will continue to provide more updates here on the Midas Touch YouTube channel across all of our social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe, not just here on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. We're there on all platforms, especially we're growing our Instagram. Make sure you subscribe on our Instagram and follow the Midas Touch account there. Um, On behalf of all of us, thank you. None of this is possible without you, the Midas Mighty. This isn't, this is your first time watching This isn't just some like network. This isn't just like a show. The most important thing about the Midas Touch Network is community. And it's the Midas Mighty. It's all of you. And you are the ones who inspire us to do our work each and every day. I never feel tired. I wake up so motivated to deliver the news to you because I know how hard you work for our democracy. So spread the word about this community, about this channel to family members, friends, colleagues, coworkers, 100% unapologetically pro-democracy, no both sides, just calling it like it is. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty!
Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new Indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com.